0: Have you ever stopped to look at a tree? Not at its shade or the branches or its fruit, but the whole tree and how it stands and how it moves? Why is it so magical? And why is it so important in our lives? In today's episode of Pod Parks, we are figuring out what is up with trees, why they're so crucial for our well-being, and what we can learn from them going forward. We'll talk with tree experts, researchers, and park professionals who are trying to uncover the power of trees. I'm Alice Landon and this is Pod Parks.
1: Pod Parks, a podcast for the park-minded, brought to you by World Urban Parks.
0: One of my very favorite books. The Overstory by Richard Powers has a quote that I always go back to. It says, this is not our world with trees in it. It is a world of trees where humans have just arrived. And this feels so right. Trees have existed for 370 million years. And we have much more in common with them than we think. Since the beginning of our existence, trees have provided us with the oxygen and food that we've needed to survive. And as time has gone on, this two essential item list has become longer and longer. They've become our shelter, our medicine, our tools, our furniture, our shade, our guideposts. I could go on and on and on. It's safe to say that trees are a vital part of our communities, but they are so much more than that.
2: Let me tell you one secret about trees. I grew up in a in a in in, in a very green lush area yeah. in my in my, my village, where we have. You sit down uh, in a underneath the tree, a mango tree, so you feel like uh, when I want to have a mango around December. You just uh, uh, lift your uh, uh, your hand and pick up the mango and eat. Um, and then, I. I moved to Johannesburg, where it was a different, different setup.
0: This is Bishop Nobelli, conservation manager of the Johannesburg City Parks and Zoo.
2: If if if, if you understand about South Africa, uh, the the whole setup of apartheid segregation, where uh, you've got Johannesburg, where Centen it's it's green, and then you look at the surrounding yeah. uh, township where it's brown. So in Johannesburg, they started a program called where they said, we have to bridge this divide, this green divide. So I I started being interested and becomes an interesting uh, uh, um, uh, conversation. So I started following this green divide where we were planting trees to, to bridge this divide. But for me was, how do we make sure that it, we enhance that green divide? How do we make sure that with tree planting, uh, you it, it becomes much different? And that's where I started advocating for tree planting. Um, and also a person, as a person, I started planting a lot of trees.
0: As Bishop recalls, his childhood fondness of trees carried his work into adulthood where he envisioned trees as a way to bridge the gap between the socioeconomic barriers that had been put up in Johannesburg by apartheid and beyond. And when he became the president of the Institute of Environment and Recreation in South Africa, he decided to use that platform to advocate for a more just world through trees. And that's because trees are so important for every aspect of our lives. And I really agree with Bishop that they can create more just societies. But how come?
1: Um so it, 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 trees play a really important role in um in our uh, environment. So in a in an urban environment um you know you've got the the canopy cover, you know, the the cooling of your city. Uh it's common now for cities to to map heat islands and so forth like that and you can see where the park is and where the tree, street trees are really well established. You've got a much cooler environment.
0: This is Tim Geyer, Service Manager of Urban Landscapes at Quambi and Palerink Regional Council. And as he mentions, trees play a crucial role in environmental regulation. So in ecosystems as a whole, they are essentially the backbone of their environment. They provide oxygen, regulate air quality and air temperature. Trees also regulate the flow of water. They slow rainfall down and slowly release it back into the waterways, cleaning up any sediments along the way and helping the soil that they stand on retain moisture. We talked about this on our episode about resilient cities, actually, that by performing all of these functions, trees prevent flooding and reduce erosion, which are two problems that are very, very present in modern cities. And of course, trees are home. A single tree can harbor over 100 different species of animals like birds or insects and plants and moss and fungi. Trees even provide shelter to other trees. And they are just as connected between each other as we are, or even more. Scientists are now changing the way we see forests. When before trees had been seen as these solitary creatures competing with each other for light and water and nutrients, scientists are now discovering that trees have an intricate communication system, often called the Wood Wide Web. But this isn't Wi Fi, it is a mycorrhizal network or an underground network of fungi that attach to tree roots, connecting them between trees of the same species, and sometimes even between species as well. And through this web, trees communicate with each other, whether intentionally or automatically, that's a debate for another day, by sending water and nutrients through these networks and sending distress signals about drought or disease or insect attacks. And this allows trees to change their behavior depending on what's happening to a plant that could be pretty far away Some studies even go as far as to claim that the biggest trees, the oldest trees, play a role in nurturing seedlings by drawing up water from their deep roots and bringing it up to shallow soil, as well as sending nutrients to trees that need it the most. Isn't that fascinating? And on the other hand, although trees can't explicitly communicate with us humans, we can definitely feel a connection that goes beyond the tangible things that they deliver us.
1: Trees play more than just that role of cooling the canopy. There is that uh, thing I mentioned earlier about, you know, access to green space improving your mental health. If if you are in a green environment, and, and the University of Wollongong, the Power Lab, have done a lot of work on this, they've indicated that a 30% increase in canopy cover can have a, a positive impact on um, live birth weight of babies for, for pregnant women.
0: Okay, that's now, interesting. Well,
1: it is, it is interesting. Now, obviously, there's a lot more science to be investigated yeah. in the background. That's one of the things. But the evidence has indicated that that's true. Now, it could, there could be other factors played in because if you're living in a very green, leafy suburb with a big tree canopy, the cost of the land may be more expensive, therefore you may be a bit more affluent and have a better diet, and there's maybe other factors involved, but there is definite proof, and the World Health Organization researched 11,000 papers and proved that green space has a positive impact on our on our mental and physical health. So if you have a if you are physically and mentally healthy, then you're going to pr- you know have a healthier baby. Uh, it. it tree cover also decreases your susceptibility to um, diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and um, heart disease. And again, it's because you're living a less stressful life, and that's what it comes down to. So, so trees provide that critically important health benefit to us.
0: In our episode about the relationship between parks and health, we briefly discussed the almost spiritual kinship between trees and our physical and mental health. And as a brief reminder, just being around trees causes an instant reaction in our body. Our pressure drops, our heart rate slows down, our stress slips away. And as Tim is mentioning right now, and Marianne Stiver also mentioned it last week, that repeated access to trees has long-term health benefits that affect your children, and they affect the future of your health. And I think we could even say that indirectly, they affect the relationship between us and the people around us.
1: There's also, of course, we, we want to bring nature into our urban environments. Um, I mean, it was David Attenborough said that without biodiversity, we are lost yeah. um, as, a, as, a, as a people, as a species. And, um, and that's so true, and we, uh, we need to bring nature we're obviously growing in our cities, we, we can't stop the population growth, so we need to try to bring the nature and co-live with the nature in the cities, and, uh, and use the trees and the, and the canopy cover to you know, increase the bird life and the um, other, other animal, butterflies, insects a lot, the whole biodiversity of the city.
0: Trees are not only great environmental protectors, and they're these magnificent beings But they're also important in connection to our lives and to our story. We often build our lives, intentionally or not, around around trees. Either around a tree that has a special meaning in our lives, or around maybe a park that's close to home, or perhaps it's around a single piece of wood that was passed down to us by the people we love but trees are all around us and they give us a sense of place and a sense of belonging, which takes me to the importance of growing trees to, to strengthen these connections.
2: I met uh, mayor of Tirana, uh, Mayor Vijay, and uh, he, he showed he show us how he changed the city from being uh, just brown city to a green city. And he has got a project where he said, you become a cool kid in Tirana if you plant a tree. So during your birthday, uh, you go and plant a tree. So imagine in a city, if you have got three, four million kids, you know that every single kid will have a birthday. Imagine every year. before you go and have celebration in any of those restaurants or any of those parties, that kid goes and plant a tree. So which means a year you can plant five million trees. So, so, and those kids grow up with that emotional connection between the tree and the kid's birthday. Because you know that during my birthday, the first thing that I will do before I go and play with my friends, I'm gonna go plant a tree. And for the kid, you know that every day he will he or she will want to walk to and see that particular tree my tree or show their friends that's my tree, that's my tree. Yeah. So, so I think that's one of the education component that we should do to our kids so that they must learn the importance of nature, the importance of trees. Once we do that, I think we're gonna have an amazing, amazing world.
0: We constantly talk about the importance of green spaces for our cities for our well-beings. Again, this podcast is a love letter to Parks. But Bishop points out something that we tend to forget, which is that connection that is also needed not from trees towards us, but from us as humans towards our trees. Because how many of us have seen just these crazy tree planting programs where trees are given out as if they were candy at a party? With no real connection or no real intent to care for them properly, to almost, to almost respect their lives and their tree dignity, their dignity, if you may, and you know, to give them the space to grow and give them the nourishing environment, and to give them the water they need, and and give them back just a tiny bit of all of the fantastic things that they give to us.
2: During COVID, while we were on lockdown. Well, i been Ambassador, Mr. Uh, Gil Penelosa, said something to us. He said, during COVID, there will be so much resources available. Yeah. Use this opportunity to create an amazing programs. And that's where I, I took it up one day. We, we had an amazing concept in South Africa when we started with this whole tree planting program. Actually. Tree planting happens in South Africa, in Soweto, where we're greening Soweto. It was a big, big problem where we planted 200,000 trees. Uh, and the tree planting, and to tree planting in that area was amazing. But I went and, and look at that problem where we, we went to the community and plant trees for the community. But in me, I changed that concept to say, we cannot go to the community and do it for the community. Yeah. But we must do it with the community. Let the community do it. Then you're gonna get a much buy-in. If I come in and plant trees in front of your yard, it's, it's municipality yeah. who, who planted trees, not you. So that's how we change the concept. We started with a program called Gardens of Remembrance. Because of COVID-19, and we're not allowed to go into, into open spaces, we, together with the Department of uh, Forestry, Fisheries, and the Environment, which is the custodian of greening in South Africa, we went into the parks with the Deputy Minister. When we, we built sort of small gardens, which were a remembrance for COVID-19, so it, it had a plug called, uh, this plug is dedicated to, for... Uh, those uh, frontline workers who have been in the forefront uh, during COVID, and and those who perish from COVID nineteen, and we plant trees. Those trees that we plant become so much meaningful. They become so much symbolic. With that, uh, create where the president of the of South Africa, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, announced in twenty twenty that South Africa will plant 10 million trees. Wow. For us, it was now we've got a political buy-in on yes. these greening problems. So that's why we, we, I started putting so much effort into, into advocating about tree planting and the importance of tree planting. And uh, with that, we went back and said, how do we make sure that we plant these trees efficiently? Looking at what we have done in the past with the Greening of Soweto and other programs, but we said, we will plant these trees with the community. We will go to the community and uh, what we did, I give you a tree and said, here's the tree. I want you to plant it in, in remembrance of someone who you know might have perished due to COVID, or someone that you know that has been affected, or you plant this tree for looking at the impact of COVID-19. And we call that tree a tree of hope. So when I give you that tree, and you plant it in front of your yard, whether it's a fruit tree or an indigenous tree, or you call it native trees, when you plant that tree in front of your yard in that sidewalk, every single day when you drive out, if you haven't watered that tree, you're gonna reverse back and go and, and put water in, in a, in a bowl or something, and you water this tree because there is an emotional connection between you and that particular tree. It's my belief mm-hmm. that when you plant something for a purpose, it becomes part of your heart. It becomes part of you.
0: So having said all of this, how can we continue to bring in the magic of trees to ourselves and to other people? I think it goes beyond tree planting and it extends towards protecting our existing forests and our existing treescapes and promoting green, wild spaces in our urban environments. You know, having those uncomfortable conversations with our city officials, with our neighbors about the beauty of having a tree, even if it harbors birds that poop in our cars or it drops some leaves occasionally. I think Jane Miller, our chair of World Urban Parks, said it best when she said the following.
1: Clearly, sustainability of our environment from a planet perspective You know, trees reduce carbon, uh, provide uh, trees and green spaces provide stormwater management that is natural instead of these big concrete boxes, right? We provide for us as humans that those aha moments that sustain us emotionally, socially, physically. I don't even know how to describe it other than say, if I say aha, we all know what that means,
0: don't we? trees give us that aha moment. They have the power to inspire us and move us in ways that we cannot even imagine. Now, I'm sure that the next couple of years are going to bring about many more developments and more research into the magical world of trees. And it's going to open our horizons into the possibilities and the powers that a single tree or a community of tree holds over us and our own communities. But until then, all we can do is help the tree population grow and grow our connection to them as well. And if we do that and we do that with intentionality, we can truly go back to living in a world of trees.
2: Let's go out there and plant trees for hope. With that hope that not, not a country but this planet would be a better planet for this current generation and the future generation. So planting trees, it's, it's the new way of life. Let every single day you plant a tree. Thank you.
0: This is the end of today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to keep discovering what secrets lie in our nearest park and dive deep into the world of trees at worldurbanparks.org, where we have a gigantic digital library accessible for our members with a lot of relevant content. I will be linking some of it in the episode notes to give you a bit of a taste. And last but definitely not least, I would love to hear from you. Please write us a review. I want you to tell me your tree story. What is your favorite tree? Is there a special forest that you resonate with, that you connect specially to? What relationships have you built with the trees that surround you?
1: Pod Parks is written and hosted by Alice
2: Landon, produced by Vittoria Martín and Luis Romano, sound engineering by Vladimir Yandes. Don't forget to visit worldurbanparks.org and explore the resources our community has for you. Get out, explore, connect.